Good day and welcome to Resident Voices. This afternoon, we have Mr. Sam Mendy. I like to call him Dr. Sam. He's an accomplished accountant and I'm going to allow him to give us, you know, a rundown of all the laurels and the trophies that he has gotten academically, professionally and otherwise. So for that reason, I'm not going to run through the very impressive profile that I'd penned down. Um, you know, Dr. Mendy, as I call him, is a, an extremely down-to-earth and humble man, despite all his achievements. So I'm really, really honored to have him in our virtual studio today. And, you know, Dr. Sam, you're welcome to Resonant Voices. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Dr. Timmy. <laughs> it's a pleasure uh, to, you know, to be invited, uh, to be interviewed by a great man like you. So I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the kind words. And as is our custom here, I would go straight to just ask you, right, Dr. Sam, who is Samuel Mendy? What makes you tick? What should the world know about you? Well, thank you, uh, Timmy. My name is Samuel Mendy, as you said. I'm a chartered accountant. Uh, I also have uh, a master's uh, um, uh, master's degree, uh, MA in, in strategic leadership. I also have an MBA, but my focus is in accountancy. I've been an accountant for over 20 years. And even before I came to UK, I was an accountant back home where I came from, the Gambia. Uh, one thing about me, I believe in hard work. Yes. I believe in hard work. Uh, the, my, 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 my parents are instilled hard work in me uh, to make sure that nothing comes easy. You have to work hard for it. And obviously, and that has been uh, my mindset to work hard to achieve what I want. So, oh, yes. yes. Okay. So tell us more about you. This is not the day to be humble or modest. I, I want our listeners, right? to be inspired because there are things I know about you that you have left out but I need you to just forget the fact that I know these things and just tell me like this is the first time I'm meeting you just just describe who Sam Mendy is to Africa and the world well what, one thing that I can tell you uh, Timmy is that um, my journey has not been very easy uh, coming from Gambia, from a humble background, coming to UK with no family, extended family members here, I have to struggle from the beginning. Everything has been hard. I remember when I was studying, uh, I used to do some part-time jobs, even cleaning, you know, offices and doing security jobs, able to pay myself through university. And on qualification, I remember once I finished my ACCA, I remember very well, I applied uh, to so many accounting firms. And every time I send my application, they say, Mr. Mendy, you don't have the experience that you need. And I've done that several times. And this is the problem that most Africans face when they come to this country. I decided, well, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. I'm going to sit and fold my hands. Because, you see, our destiny is determined by how you want to shape it. Yes. So I decided, well, I'm going to start my own practice own practicing farm. Because those farms are not giving me the opportunity, I'm going to show them that I can do it myself. So awesome. I started my accounting practice. And my accounting practice has been over 15 years running. 
and it's been successful. Wow. And what I have been doing is to make sure that anyone who knocks on my door, particularly my African brothers and sisters, I always open the door for them, give them the training they need, and I encourage them to be able to start their own career by starting their own business. Mm -hmm. Entrepreneurship is one of you know the things that we Africans, sometimes we tend to neglect. We're always looking for a job, sit and looking for a job. You don't have to sit down and wait for a job to come to you. You create your job yourself, have an idea and start your business. Of course, sometimes finance is always a problem, but then of course, do the network. If you bring a good idea and talk to so many people, somebody's willing to sponsor your idea. And that's how business starts. So myself particularly, starting YBSM Partners was not easy. It requires a lot of money to, 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 hire, to look for an office, to buy the programs that I need, you know, but then I have people who, are going to, people who supported me. And that's the reason where I am today. So I'm encouraging anyone who has a business idea, don't just sit there and wait, start your business idea and run with it. Awesome. So there are a few elements, you know, that I heard there. Resilience, right? Uh, that shared doggedness, the refusal to take no for an answer. Because I know what those rejection letters are like, especially, you know, it gets to a point where the more polite they are, the more angry you are, mm -hmm. because it's like, this is a piece stick, mm -hmm. right? Um, so I, I clearly understand where you are coming from. And I like the fact that you addressed it to our brothers and sisters who probably at this moment, right? I'm going through the same thing. Yes. yes. Um, some of them have left the leadership of big companies in Africa, mm -hmm. have come here mm -hmm. and are having to start afresh. afresh. Mm -hmm. And even in starting afresh, are getting rejection letters. For anybody who takes a minute to think about that, you will understand how it will affect the psyche of any man or woman who has, you know, built a career to a level, made a conscious decision to seek greener pastures and it starts off being one of the most traumatic experiences in their lives. But here you are saying it doesn't have to end that way. No. It doesn't even have to be that way. No. You can take charge of your destiny. That brings me to this, right? That mindset of, look, if they are not going to give me a seat at the table, I'm going to build my own table. That's correct. Where did it come from? And that really, that's my story. Uh, coming from Africa, normally the experience that we have back home, when you come here, they see those, those experiences as not applicable. And uh, to require honest, a lot of us do struggle. <laughs> Mm. We do struggle to get a job, mm, you know, because once you don't have a track record or experience base in, in the West and UK, they tend to look down on the experience that we brought from Africa. And this is what I'm saying. I, I've been through that. Hard end experience. Exactly. I've been through that. And I've seek, looked for jobs, you know, severally, and it's been difficult. But before starting my practice, really, I thought hard about it and said, listen, why should I be going looking for jobs and they are not paying me for the value I am? Why can't I just start my own? If I'm working and making money for someone else, why can't I make money for myself? And that's what led me to start my business. But starting a business is not easy. 
Not at all. It requires determination, hard work, and focus. And you have to give it 100%. And that's what I've been doing for years. And normally, you have to work for so many years before you start to realize the gains. So it's not a quick thing. You don't just want to start job, uh, your own business today and expect to make profits tomorrow. It takes time. You just have to invest. But however... So you need to have emotional exactly, stamina. Exactly. But what I will advise people who want to follow that route by starting their own business, it's not easy because to start a business, you need to invest money and your time. And most of the time, the returns don't come back that quickly. So what I do suggest to most people who want to start their own business, which I encourage them to do because the, 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 the benefits are greater in future, if you are able to get another job alongside, until the business is able to pay your salary, then this time you're going to quit. Even before I start my business in accountancy, of course, I told you in the beginning that yes. I couldn't get work experience from accountancy, but I was able to work as a finance director in the city, in a company, but my aim, my own ambition was to work in practice. So I decided to work, you know, in the city and in my money at the same time was running my practice alongside up to a point whereby my practice was able to pay my salary. Yes. That's the time I quit. So what I'm kind of encouraging everyone or suggesting to everyone, if you want to start your business, you don't have heavy capital behind you, get a job on the side whilst you're on your business. Up to a point whereby your business is able to pay your salary and then you quit. Mm. And that's what I did exactly. And, you know, having your own business comes with a lot of benefits. You know, your own boss. You can wake up anytime, start winning. You know, you can travel anytime. I travel around the world. I don't need to take permission to take, you know, holidays. I can decide to travel anytime. That's the flexibility and the benefit that running your own business brings you. True. And I'm encouraging everyone, if you have the skills start your own business and you're going to see the benefits awesome awesome dr sam it's just you know i am a bit speechless right now because there are some things that you just touched on there that are personal to me but the key takeaway for me mm -hmm. is Go beyond having a dream. Correct. Go beyond having a vision. Have a plan. That's correct. Have a strategy. Yes. So many people have lofty dreams, mm -hmm. but they don't have the plan on how to actualize. To implement them. To implement and those, those dreams. So and people die with their dreams. With their dreams. Yes. Their dreams intact. Yeah. Untouched. Mm -hmm. And it's it's sad, really. Um, Africa, the continent, mm -hmm. you know, physically and geographically, mm -hmm. is a treasure mine. Now, in diaspora, Africa is the greatest supplier That's correct. of brain power, mm -hmm. of intellect. Yes. And talent. Mm -hmm. If you go by percentage, there are, there, are, there are continents that are much bigger, and so they have more people. Yes. But if you go by the number yes. of Africans, yes. uh, you know, generally mm -hmm. per capita, Africa has the greatest export. How, Doctor Sam? Because you are from the Gambia, mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. 
how would you propose that Africa makes the best use of this potential that we have? I will come back to the personal side, the African side, that's the Africans. But as a continent, how would you propose we make the best use of this potential that we have? Africans, we have great potential. But what I will suggest is this. Our governments need to to, uh, support the talents that we have. They could create innovation centers. For example, uh, in Gambia. And what I believe in every country to progress, there has to be entrepreneurship. The government has to invent, invest in human talent and promote those, those human talents. It's very important. Yeah. Like, for example, provide them, them providing them with education that they need to be able to make up the job, uh, a job that are coming up in the market. And most often, the government is not doing that. And that's why you'll see a lot of talent Africa for Europe. If you go to United States, most of the great doctors, they are Nigerians. True. Yeah. You come to UK here, most of the black, black people who are very educated, talented, they've been poached by the West. True. So Africa has been deprived of talent. We have to stay home and develop our own nations. And I think that is very important. And the only way we can do that, the government has to provide the opportunities for us. That is the key. And if those opportunities are provided, you would not see Africans live in Africa seeking opportunities outside. And that's what has happened. We are not respected here. We have more respect where we came from. That's back in Africa. And yes. there's a lot that we can do. And I believe that, you know, talent is there, is available. It's just the way that we have to use like those talents to be able to develop our nations. Well said. Well said, Dr. Sam. And you keep talking about entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. So, before you left the Gambia, were you involved in entrepreneurship? No, I was not. But I started my own business, and that's entrepreneurship. What is the importance of entrepreneurship in a nation? And it's more applicable to Africans. Because we Africans always wait for the government to employ us. The government cannot employ anyone, exactly. everyone. Exactly. The government doesn't have the capacity to employ every citizen. True. What the government has to do, and the government has to play a very important role, by making sure that entrepreneurship education begins at the primary level. That students or kids at school are taught how to be entrepreneurs so that they have that mindset. In the Gambia in particular, most youths there feel that once they graduate, they have to wait for the government to employ them. And I said to them, that's not the way forward. Yeah. Why not start your own business? If you start your own business, you are going to make more money than a person who is doing a white-collar job. And entrepreneurship is the backbone of economy, any economy in the world. True. If you look at United Kingdom, you look at United States, they invest heavily on entrepreneurship and innovation. And that's what we Africans have to do, to focus on entrepreneurship, make sure that we help people create business, and those businesses are going to employ, you know, more citizens. And then we're not going to have an an employment problem. Because in Africa, if you look at Nigeria now, 
I'm not sure about the figures, but maybe you have over 50% of unemployment in sure. Nigeria. Yes. In Gambia, you have over 40 or 50% of unemployment. And the problem is the government is lacking behind and what they need to do is to focus on encouraging entrepreneurship and funding creating people. Creating an enabling environment. Exactly, creating an enabling environment and make sure that anyone who comes with a good idea, they help the person with a soft loan to be able to start their business. And that is the way forward. So, I've asked you about before you left the Gambia. Mm -hmm. So, the reason I asked that initially mm -hmm. was to find out if you were not involved in entrepreneurship, what the drawbacks were. But I think your question, your answer yes. has already... Yes, um, but just to emphasize on that. Okay. When I was in Gambia, I don't have any clue about entrepreneurship. I don't even have a clue how to start my own business. Mm. Where to start from, I don't even know. So because lack of no knowledge, one, lack no of exposure has, to it. No one has ever, you know, talked to me about starting your own business. Where would I go? The government wasn't supporting anyone at all. How to start your own business. So I never have an idea of starting my own business until I came to this country. And I read about entrepreneurship. I've seen people, you know, starting their own business and people have grants from the government and then realize, wow, I can start my own business. Awesome. And and you are thriving here um, in yes. the in the West, exactly. right? Um, I know that you do a lot of business in Europe, you know, all around. Um, the last time I remember you were in the US, just before then I spoke to you, I think a week or maybe 10 days before. You were in, was it Belgium or I was in Dubai. Uh, no, before then. Before I was in Germany. Uh, Germany. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And then US. And then the next thing, Dubai. Yes. And you know, I, you know how I like to tease you. Yeah. But on a more serious note, mm -hmm. you are doing all of these great things here mm -hmm. because the environment allows you to. You are thriving. Yes. You are supporting SMEs. Mm -hmm. You are supporting other Africans who want to go into the yes. accounting yes. field and all. Yes. Mm -hmm. What are you doing on the African continent? Well, at the moment, what I'm trying to do is um, uh, provide support to Africans. Uh, myself and my, my colleague, we've um, set up a consultancy firm. And uh, what we are planning to provide for our clients particularly back in Africa and encouraging people to invest. We are focusing on finance strategy back home in Africa, okay. information technology strategy, or, okay. and also providing technology to, to organizations in Africa. Uh, we also help organizations in Africa on operational strategy to make them more efficient, business strategy, change management, brand and business portfolio analysis, and growth strategy, and business environment analysis. What so, we do is we try to lace the Africans with the West to be able to provide them that bridging capital that they need. We are trying to encourage the West that Africa is the place to the place of the future. There's a place where the economy is going to grow fast. So we're encouraging people here to invest in Africa. So we're trying to find opportunities in Africa. Excellent. And trying to, to encourage people in the West to invest in those opportunities in Africa. Excellent. So at the moment, I'm working with a few companies in Africa. And what I'm doing is trying to help them with finance, with companies here that are going to finance those projects, uh, ranging from uh, solar projects, uh, farming projects, and, and, you know, so many other projects that we are working on at the moment. 
And I felt that bringing capital to Africa is the way forward. I'm helping my own brothers and sisters yes. to be able to get a job, to get themselves. And that's what we are doing. Awesome. Um, so just to be clear. Yes. It's not Timmy who spoke now. Mm -hmm. I'm not the one providing finance for African companies and entrepreneurs because I know that I'm going to get a lot of emails and messages. Oh, I heard you saying that you are providing finance. It's Dr. Sam. That was on a lighter note. Uh, because I know that, you know, those dreams cannot come to pass without the government providing the enabling environment. That's correct without access to funds yes um which is the area where you are playing mm -hmm. financial inclusion you know and everything what has your experience been with the public sector in africa and if you could right because i know as an accountant there, there's a lot of prudence but if you could, can you juxtapose it with what your experience with the public sector in the West has been like in the two decades or more that you've been dealing with both sides? Well, to be precise, um, or to clarify a question, you want to know the efficiency of the public sector in the West and compared to that of Africa. I wouldn't want to preempt by saying efficiency. Mm -hmm. I would just say what has your experience been like? So with all these initiatives of deepening financial inclusion and, you know, um, supporting SMEs, supporting even corporations in Africa, and you are doing the same thing in the West. Mm -hmm. What has your experience with the public sector been? And if we have time, we'll go to what has your experience with the actual private sector players in both places be like? And, and and what do you think is the resultant effect? Well, um, when it comes to the public sector in the West, um, they are very efficient. That's one thing. And the public sector tends to support small businesses. They have resources at their disposal to provide to uh, encourage entrepreneurship, as I, as I explained earlier. They also provide resources to, to support startups. They provide grants. You know which are available to uh, individual who want to start their business and compare that to the public sector back home that is non-existent and that is the problem that we face and i think the public sector should focus on supporting small businesses back home and providing grants that are needed to be able to take pressure out of the public sector in terms of employment into the private sector so looking at the two in the west here they, 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 and it's easy to relate with the public sector. There's not a lot of bureaucracy. Things are transparent and open. In Africa, we have a lot of bureaucracy. It's about who you know to be able to get what you want. Here, it's about you know whether you have the right idea, you know whether you have the right skill sets, and then you'll be able to tap into the resources that are available for everyone. In Africa, it's a problem. Yes. You can get that until you know somebody who knows somebody who will be able to channel you through to access that. So that is my experience. There's more flexibility in the public sector in the West and the public sector in Africa is more rigid and mm. not very transparent. Mm. And that is the obstacles that we face. Okay. So in terms of solutions, right? 
if because I know mm-hmm. that there are pockets of people like you mm-hmm. who have this mindset of supporting the ecosystem. Let me put it that way, and who are working. There are people who have actually relocated. Mm-hmm. One of them is a friend of mine who relocated, started his business in Africa, and then went ahead mm-hmm. to now work directly with the presidency in Nigeria. And they took the startup bill up to the startup act. Primarily mm-hmm. not to regulate, but to enable and support that startup ecosystem. There are other people working. There are people within government itself mm-hmm. who have the right idea. Mm-hmm. So let's let's not knock Africa and say everything is not working. But for the most part, mm-hmm. there's a lot of work to be done. So there's somebody sitting somewhere now, maybe in Brussels or somewhere and considering how am I going back to Africa to help? And needs pointers. Please yes. give us pointers. I think it's very important. People who have the Western experience, I'm not trying to say everyone in Africa is not doing the wrong thing. There are people there who are working extremely hard. They have the interests of Africa at heart. But I think sometimes the difficulty that we have is um, the implementing the ideas that we have. There are people sitting down there. They have the ideas, but they don't know how to implement that. People we are talking about in the West, they have first-hand experience how things work here. And they can transform that knowledge or transfer that knowledge from here back to Africa to be able to facilitate what is going on there. They can lace with the public sector and say to them, listen, this is the best way of doing things. This is the best way to promote efficiency in the private sector. This is the best way to be able to provide the the enabling environment for people to be able to thrive in their business because the idea and sometimes the problem we have is the technology. We have a problem with this lack of technology. And because of that, we are not able to achieve certain things that we want to achieve. But I think the most important thing is that Africans who have experience in the West here, Cambodians and sisters, and we here at YBSM Partners, that's what we've been doing. We've been, we've been advising people, basically, in Africa, how to run their projects, you know, the key uh, 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 pointers that they, they need to bring on board, KPIs to make sure that their business achieve their goals. That's what we provide them, facilitate that for them. And not only that, we also encourage them to work with the government and we write proposals for them to present to the government, to look for funding. And that's what we do. So certainly, I think there's a lot that can be done in Africa, but then it's about you know being transparent and being more open and be more receptive to ideas. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I'm going to put you on the spot here now and say, if we're going to put together a working group of sorts Mm -hmm. to do a deep dive into this, not just academically, but in practical terms, to solve for some of these issues, Mm -hmm in Africa, mm-hmm. not just the Gambia, not just Nigeria, not just Ghana. Is that something you are happy to champion? Absolutely. I'm always looking to work with people, talented individuals who have ideas, who have the skills. I think there's a lot that can be done. If we look at Africa in particular, even in UK here, uh, most startups, 
they they fail after three or four years. You know, the majority True. of them force the first yeah. year they're out of business. Yep. And, and those who even strive a little bit, the third year they're out of business. And and the problem why they're out of business is is part lack of financial management, lack of understanding strategy, lack of understanding the market. And we go in there and trying to guide them and help them put a better strategy in place, have a better financial management system in place, have a better marketing system in place, then this company are going to survive. People are only business business individuals. They don't know how to do financial management. To have those skills combined is tough. That's why they need organizations like ourselves to support them in providing them the right advice at the right time with the right strategy to be able to survive. And of course, I'm willing to work with individuals. Uh, we have a consultancy firm and we're looking for talented individuals to come and work with us to provide this advice awesome. and support to these businesses so that they'll survive and thrive. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, Dr. Mendy. That was brilliant, right? And I like the fact that you are you are willing to collaborate with as many as are interested and committed to Pan-African development. Um, so I'll just say, anyone who wants to reach out to you can do so via LinkedIn. I hope that's right. That's fine, yes. They can reach out to me via LinkedIn or they can reach out uh, to me uh, via my my, my uh, email, maybe if you can put my email, but LinkedIn is preferable. Anyone who wants to get in touch with me, they can contact me through LinkedIn. Awesome. So we'll just pop your LinkedIn profile link uh, in the description of this episode. Uh, and anyone who needs a referral or you know an introduction, you can you can you can talk to me. And uh, Doctor Sam knows I, I, if anyone I vouch for is a serious-minded and. Uh, <laughs> reliable person you know so we will do that and we would also continue this conversation on clubhouse we will ask your feedback and also know when will be the best time to engage on clubhouse so that you can all come ask your questions make your contributions you know and be part of this discourse like we always say use your voice it resonates with us till next week Thank you so much, Dr. Sam, for coming. Always a great pleasure. And to our listeners out there, make sure you listen, make sure you comment, and make sure you share with all your contacts. Cheers.